Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky, over-the-counter, or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hopp with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I am weighing in on your questions and topics of interest today. I thank you for emailing me, and that email is radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. It's also the same email to send questions for our weekly Q&A with Layla. <laughs> That's me that I do with Dr. Hoffman on a weekly basis. So same email there. We really enjoy your questions. And uh, if you'd like to make an appointment with us, do call our office. That's 212-779-1744. 212-779-1744. Talk to Liz. She will set you up. I've got a question here from Marianne. Dear Layla, I love your show. Thanks for the content and friendly style. Thank you, Marianne, for listening. Thank you very much. I was wondering if you could please tell us more about glycine. Dr. Hoffman had a guest recently who recommends 10 grams a day, according to a study. Uh, she mentioned several important benefits, including improved sleep, collagen production, gut health. And I purchased some, but it would take 20 capsules to reach that dose of 10 grams a day. What are your thoughts? Okay, glycine is an amino acid. There are many, many amino acids, and amino acids are the building blocks of protein. And glycine itself is an inhibitory neurotransmitter in the central nervous system and also acts as a coagonist along with glutamine, facilitating an excitatory potential in glutamine receptors. Glycine helps us to sleep, stay sleeping at night. There's a, there's a, a product called Glysom. If you don't have trouble falling asleep, but you have trouble staying asleep, glycine is helpful. So yes, you could take this in a supplement form, absolutely, and it's good for a whole lot of things, gut and collagen, as well as the sleep that I just mentioned. But your body also makes glycine. Your body also makes a lot of these amino acids. This is the endogenous production of amino acids, and glycine is one of them. Your body makes stuff. We are a biochemistry machine. 
You're also getting glycine and other amino acids from the food you eat, your protein foods. They all contain some amount of glycine, right? So you don't have to rely on a supplement providing all the glycine that you need. Your body is making some, especially if you're on a good, healthy diet and you're getting that glycine from your protein sources. So that's it. It's not important. Could you imagine if we were all having to take supplements for every little thing? We eat food first. That's very important. We get our nutrition from food first. Thanks for that question, Marianne. All right. Got another question here. This is from Dana. Uh, Dana <clears throat> writes, on your site, you mention oxalobacter formagenes and say kefir in yogurt can help reestablish it in the gut, as many adults have lost it due to antibiotics. I've read over five medical studies on it and kidney stones, and I'm convinced it's helpful. It's the oxalobacter formagenes bacteria that resides in the gut that's helpful in preventing kidney stones. And that's according to a recent article that I'm sure Dana read at, at our Intelligent Medicine newsletter. Kidney stones in the microbiome is that. Okay. Um, are you aware of any source of getting oxalobacter formagenes? Does kefir say, kefir doesn't say it contains oxalobacter formagenes. How do you get it by drinking any kefir then? Here's the thing. We don't drink oxalobacter formagenes just the same way we don't eat or drink E. coli. And E. coli is another bacteria that resides in the colon, right? The, oxalo the oxalobacter formagenes, I'm going to call it O formagenes from now on, is, is created, is produced in the gut by getting probiotics that are found in sources like kefir and yogurt and sauerkraut and kimchi. When you get these particular probiotic formulations that include lactobacillus acidophilus, lactobacillus plantarum, lactobacillus paracasee, lactobacillus bulgaricus, bifidobacterium species like longum and infantis, streptococcus thermophilus, these are all in probiotic foods and products. When you get those probiotics, you're the microbes in your gut gobble them up and make and create O formagenes. Think of that. When you take an antibiotic, the O formagenes, among other things, is destroyed. Is destroyed. So you really need to re-inoculate your gut with beneficial probiotics to help to help uh, uh, the, the the regrowth of the beneficial bacteria to colonize in the gut and that beneficial bacteria to do its job of creating other beneficial bacteria like O formagenes. That's where you get it. You don't get O formagenes. It's not listed on a label of your yogurt or your kefir. Your body makes the stuff in a well-functioning func gut and you're eating and drinking of the, of the probiotic foods and taking a supplement. That's how we get O-formagenes. 
So a study, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm citing a study reported an average decrease of 40% in urinary oxalate excretion in subjects with kidney stones after four weeks of taking probiotics. Those probiotics over those four weeks help their guts produce O-formagenes, oxalobacter formagenes, thereby having the integrity in the gut <clears throat> necessary to take any of the oxalates in foods and metabolizing them properly. So that's why anybody with kidney stones, I like to prescribe a low oxalate diet because there have been studies where a low oxalate diet shows a decrease in urinary oxalate. So if you have kidney stones or are prone to them, following a low oxalate diet and getting beneficial probiotic foods and supplements will help your gut to make oxalobacter formagenes so that your body will not make, your kidneys will not make so much kidney stones. That's what we're talking about. And of course, with kidney stones, you want to drink enough water. Dana, I hope this is clear. You're not looking for oxalobacter formagenes on any ingredient label or probiotic label. It's, it's really not there. But by getting the lactobacillus, streptococcus, and bifidobacterium species of probiotics, which are found in most standard probiotic formulations, kefir, yogurt, sauerkrauts, kimchi, and other probiotic foods, you're getting those species so that in your gut, you will be able to create O-formagenes. Let me talk more about how gut bacteria can help to ward off viruses. A new study in mice identified the specific population of gut microbes that modulates both localized and systemic immune response to ward off viral invaders, according to research by Harvard Medical School, published in the journal Cell, C-E-L-L. -L. In a series of experiments conducted in cells and in animals, the researchers found that one of those microbes called bacterioides, bacteri yeah, bacterioides fragilis, present in the majority of the human, of human guts, initiates a signaling cascade that induces immune cells in the colon to release a protein called interferon beta an important immune chemical that confers, that confers antiviral protection in two ways. It induces virus-infected cells to self-destruct and also stimulates other classes of immune cells to attack the virus, according to the study. So specifically, the experiments demonstrated that a molecule that resides on the bacterium's surface triggers the release of interferon beta by activating a particular signaling pathway, TLR4-TRIF pathway. This bacterial molecule stimulates an immune signaling pathway initiated 
by one of the nine toe-like receptors that are part of the innate immune system. See, our bodies are just so elegant when it's working properly, right? The pathway is activated when proteins on the surface of immune cells recognize certain telltale molecular patterns on the surface of various infectious organisms and martial immune defenses against these invaders through one of the nine toe-like receptor pathways. The study showed that Bacteroides fragilis unlocks one of these signaling pathways when its surface molecule communicates with immune cells of the colon through these particular receptors to secrete virus-repelling interferon beta. Because the specific surface molecule that unlocks this cascade is not unique to Bacteroides fragilis and is also present on multiple other gut bacteria of the same family, the researchers tested whether similar immune signaling could be triggered by other bacterial species carrying that molecule. A subset of experiments in a group of mice demonstrated that membranes containing this molecule found in multiple other species of the Bacteroides bacterial family could successfully initiate similar signaling, a finding that the researchers said suggests a broader immune protective signaling common to a wide range of gut bacteria. That's why our 70%, over 70% of our immune system is in the gut and reliant on the right bacteria to be present so that the immune system can, can function normally. The GALT, G-A-L-T, which stands for gut-associated lymphoid tissue, is what we're talking about. That's our immunity. So to determine whether Bacteroides fragilis could protect animals from infection, the researchers tested two groups of mice, one treated with antibiotics to deplete their gut microbiota and one with intact microbiota. Next, the researchers exposed the treated and non-treated animals to vesicular stomatitis virus, an organism that infects nearly all mammals but leads to largely asymptomatic infections in humans. Compared with mice that did not receive antibiotics and had their gut microbiota intact, Antibiotic-treated animals with depleted gut microbiota were more likely to develop active infections after exposure to the virus and to have worse disease when they did get infected. The results demonstrated the role of gut microbes in inducing protective interferon beta signaling and in boosting natural resistance to viral infection. There were no differences among mice that lacked receptors for interferon beta regardless of whether their gut microbiota was depleted. The observations confirmed that it is precisely through interferon beta signaling that the commensal microbiota exerts its protective effects. Listen, 
more and more reason to not overly rely on antibiotics. Please, if you have a cold, don't run to the doctor and, and insist on an antibiotic. First of all, you, you have a virus. The antibiotic isn't going to help you. Bacterial infections, yes, it's helpful. But hey, if there is any way around taking an antibiotic, unless, of course, it's absolutely necessary, of course, you should take it. And if your doctor is recommending it, always listen to your doctor. But this chronic use of antibiotics is really messing with our microbiota. But here's the, the way that most of us are getting antibiotics, even among those of us who rarely take an antibiotic. We get it from factory farm meats. If you're getting commercial meat, not grass-fed and organic, you're getting those antibiotics. 60% of antibiotic use in America is on these commercial, uh, these commercial uh, 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 farms, these cattle farms, these pig farms, right? Where we get our pork, where we get our bacon, where we get our beef, where we get all of that. 60% of antibiotic use is there. So you are indirectly getting those antibiotics through the food you eat. And the chicken, don't forget, chicken is fed antibiotics unless you're getting antibiotic-free and organic pasture-raised chicken. You are eating antibiotics. Remember, you are eating what the animal eats, including the corn and the soy that they're fed, right? In court, and, and all the, the GMO corn and soy that they're fed and all the pesticides and herbicides that that corn and soy is sprayed with. You're also eating Roundup. You're eating glyphosate. So you are getting from your food all these antibiotics that are keeping your body from warding off these viruses. That's what's happening. So why does one person get a virus? One, why does the other not? How much antibiotics have they used in their lives? What kind of foods are they eating? Are they eating foods rich in antibiotics? like your factory farm meat, there is a source. There is a source. The human body, like that of other mammals, is colonized by trillions of microbes, collectively referred to as the commensal microbiota. These are all good, friendly neighbors. Current estimates suggest that there are roughly as many bacterial cells as human cells in the human body. Imagine that. And approximately a hundred times more bacterial genes than human genes, the vast majority of which reside in the lower gastrointestinal tract. The findings demonstrate that supplementation with commensal microbial molecule could be sufficient to restore the protective effects of the whole microbiota in animals with depleted gut microbiota. And the researchers said that the results remain to be confirmed in further animal studies, and then, of course, replicated in humans. But the findings point to a potential strategy that can help enhance antiviral immunity in people. And this comes from integrative practitioner, from Catherine Rushlow, who does a wonderful job of doing a good synopsis on these studies. So remember, you know, we're, we're all different and we're all different based on our exposures, our toxic exposures. That includes 
the medications we take, the antibiotics we've taken, the foods that we are choosing to eat or not to eat. So unless you're able to eat cleanly and avoid the antibiotics that you're getting from your food, avoid the herbicides and pesticides that you're getting from your food, that's also doing a number on our microbiota. And I think we're having, we're seeing more and more problems. We're seeing more kidney stones. I'm seeing in my practice more people with kidney stones. And one of my first questions is now is, when's the last time you used antibiotics? And when was the last time before that that you've used antibiotics? And so on and so on and so on. And we need to repopulate the gut with lactobacillus species, with bifidobacterium species, with streptococcus species, with good probiotic foods, so that your gut can make oxalobacter formagenes to prevent kidney stones and to pre prevent all these other things. Bacteroides fragilis. Your body makes this stuff from the probiotics in the foods that you eat and the supplements that you take. That's how we get them. That's how we get them. Your gut creates them. There's a whole ecosystem in there. They've all made a deal with each other millions of years ago, and that's how it all functions. We're not only operating on our own genome, human genome, but the genome of the microbiome. Isn't that something? Wrap your mind around that. As many cells of microbiota in us as we have human cells in our bodies, wrap your mind around that one. Isn't that fascinating? So I want to thank you for your questions, Dana, and to Marianne. And for those of you who would like to email me with questions, radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Weighs In here on Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.